Hello, welcome to this episode of Money Cafe brought to you by Prosha Foundation. My name is Adiola and I have some very, very, very interesting guests today. I am super excited. And um, there is AA in the house as always. Hello. And um, with us also is um, Mr. Teslim Shitabe. Hello, <laughs> okay, so he's the executive, he's the money, I beg your pardon, he's the managing editor at ProShare Limited, and um, he would be helping us, you know, do justice to the, uh, you know, this conversation of today. Now, um, today we will be talking about um, surviving inflation using our money management skills i am so sure that um you know we've had this conversation over time on how important it is to have money management skills in order to you know achieve financial wellness which is where everybody wants to get to but um outside of that you know it's, it, it seems like it's becoming increasingly difficult, you know, even when you have these skills. How do you keep your head above water, especially in a time such as this where everybody, even the market woman, everywhere you look, everybody's talking inflation. Now, we're going to start from the very, very foundation, and that's for people who just hear the words, people like me, you know, that really do not have so much knowledge about what inflation is and how it affects our daily lives so mr Teslim is going to be doing justice like i said to this conversation and like we always say we're very much interested in your questions if you have any just write to us at info at prosharefoundation.com so let's kick off this conversation so mr Teslim, inflation 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 please what does it mean um, first thing I want to say is that most people will say that they don't understand what inflation means and at times I even think economists don't even understand what inflation means because oh. there are all kinds of definitions everywhere, flying everywhere about what it is. So make it as simple as possible, it's the growth in the average prices of goods and services over a period of time. Okay. Um, it's as simple as that. Uh, if you compare how much you bought a tube of yam um, a year ago, the tube of yam today, there has been an increase. Exactly. Now, the percentage increase over that period of time is what's considered to be inflation. Oh. Now, what most people do, economists, they take a basket of goods that people commonly buy in the market. Mm. So I take your tomatoes, I look at your yam, and then I look at sugar, and then I look at salt, and I put it into a basket. And I said, okay, you know what? How much were all these things together a year ago? Mm. How much are they today? And so I just average out the prices of everything and I say, oh, the whole of this basket of goods actually cost me maybe 10% less last year mm. than it does this year. So inflation has increased by 10%. Mm. So it's as simple as that. It's Although there are, of course, there are very high polluting things we talk about. We talk about headline inflation. We talk about food inflation. We talk about core inflation. They're all different types of inflation okay. and I think it's important that I should say that when we're looking at headline inflation for instance one of the things we are doing is to say that we are going to remove the issues of food we are going to remove the issues of energy mm. so when we remove food and energy what other inflation figure exists that's called headline oh. 
that's the main inflation things. Then we also have this wonderful inflation that affects my pocket, affects your pocket, <laughs> affects AA's pocket. And that's basically food. I'm a foodie. Food. Yes. Food. Food. And in most cases, you find out that food inflation is higher than headline inflation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody's saying that, ah, yeah, no, the, the inflation actually reduced. Ah, but the last time I bought yam, it is reduced now. The last time I bought tomatoes, the last time I bought onions, what's happening? Hmm. I said, you people are coming up with some queer concepts of inflation. No, they're not really queer. The thing about it is that headline, you have removed the food. Hmm. But when you add back the food, then inflation becomes a lot more severe than it was when you didn't consider food. So at the very heart, in Nigeria, at the very heart of the problem is food. Mm-hmm. The cost of food is extremely expensive. It's rising at such a pace that, yeah. yeah, we need to do something about it. You know, and there's a, there's a whole lot of issues surrounding the issue of how do we bring down food prices. But it's at the heart also of what we need to do urgently to ensure that everybody's pay takes them home. Mm. No, we talk about take-home pay. Mm. Yeah. Most of our take-home pay doesn't take us home. But so, you see, um, sorry to yes. cut in, uh, Mr. Tesla, uh, there's something we have found out in Nigeria. Okay. Because you mentioned that uh, trying to cut the reduce the uh, price of food items. I've seen that in Nigeria, it's almost impossible for the prices to be reduced. I'll give you a typical example. Plantain mm. from 200 naira, they, they cut the, you know, they cut the bunch mm-hmm. into holes, mm-hmm. you know, so from 200 it went to 500, 500 it went to 1000. 1, so presently now, you'd see that that 1000 is moving to 2000 naira mm-hmm. and it's, it has not come down. Mm-hmm. So because this is what the layman on the street, everyday man mm-hmm. is, is, is experiencing mm-hmm. and even if the inflation rate drops down, mm-hmm. you see, the pricing does, does not. not drop. So how does this really get to affect use? Because you just mentioned um, the take-home pay. Mm-hmm. How does this really get to affect your take-home pay? Okay, that's a lovely question. Um, I'll go back to what I said initially. Inflation is actually a basket of um, food items and services. So yes, look at food. It's a basket. So you could see a situation where plantain is rising. But for some reason or the other, onions is declining. The price of... Just as an example. I'm not saying that's what's happening. But you could see onions decline. Mm -hmm. Then you could see a situation where, for whatever reason, Gary goes up, goes and then suddenly you see tomato comes down. Mm. So on average, on average, you might find out that if the extent of the, the decline in onions and tomato prices is higher than the rise in the other items, inflation actually has gone down. Mm. Because it's an average of all these items. Is that not as, is that not as a result of um, um, the seasonal food items so yes. for example yes. maybe onions has a season plantain yes. has a season when yes. it comes you know yes. yam yes. and all of that corn all this is so that seasonal aspect is very important it's very important when we're looking at inflation because some elements of inflation is actually seasonal mm. so it will go up at sometimes it will come down at other times mm. but we're looking at the general the general okay direction of food prices mm. because you could see that people say oh there's inflation oh my the cost of yam has gone up is inflation no there may not be inflation actually yes the cost of yam has gone up but hey the cost of tomatoes has gone down so mm. it's the average on average inflation should always be seen as an average figure mm. 
So it's not about individual items in the basket. It's about the whole basket. On average, is it going up and is, or is it going down? Another aspect of what you just pointed out was the question of, oh, can we ever see prices come down of food items? Mm. Oh, yes, we certainly can. How? How? Lovely question. Now, one of the reasons why we're seeing high food prices currently is because of insecurity. Mm. Exactly. I just wanted to mention that how does the economy and the insecurity in this country presently is affecting inflation. Um, reason being that I'll give you another example. <clears throat> Yam, for example, would have seen that at this particular time, maybe the new yams would have come out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, but now it hasn't. Mm. So the pricing of one tuba of yam is like 2,500, 3,000. Mm. And you're asking yourself, I mean, how did we get here? So it is that I think maybe that's as a result of the economy or insecurity. Yes, you know, because the, the farmers are not being able to go to farm, farm? because they are scared, yes. you know, they are being harmed, you know, and all of that. But with that not happening, don't you think that it's it's taking us to a point of famine, or rather, it's more tighter um, scarcity of food items, and then yes. you see that inflation would be going higher than what we have imagined. If you look at recent reports by the Economist magazine of London, and then you look at World Bank reports, there is a scary scenario concerning yes. hunger, of hunger mm. in, in, in Africa, the yeah. in the world generally, the but world. particularly in Africa. Africa, yeah particularly in Africa and that's because of the key thing you mentioned security mm -hmm. okay it's a major issue farmers can't bring out from their farm they can't even go to farm in the first place or they can't even harvest, harvest. they yeah. planted but they can't harvest mm -hmm. because they have to pay yeah. um, what the Yorubans would have called the shakole you have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to pay the people yeah. you know the people I'm talking about yeah. you have to pay them something to enter the farm and even after you paid some of the stories is that you still don't get into true, the farm. True, you would have made true. the payment, but they still won't let, let you harvest. Wow. Or they only allow you to harvest half of the crop and they take the other half mm. if you want peace to reign. And even when you're bringing in terms of logistics, logistics you have to deal with road insecurity as well. Now, let's, 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 let's be positive and flip the switch here, right? Mm. Supposing farming wasn't look like, looked at as in the traditional sense of I have to go to a location far away from my house and plant. Mm -hmm. If we can design farming around houses, so in my backyard, certain basic things I can plant. And I'm not necessarily saying that you have to have the soil. Yeah. Mm. You can have greenhouses, greenhouses. small greenhouses, mm -hmm. where you now begin to plant those things in the greenhouses. And the more the greenhouses you have, the more these products are available, the less you perhaps will need to do in the market to go to the market. Or if you have surplus, you can actually even sell yourself yeah. in the market. Right? Neighbors, yeah. So farming doesn't have to be in the traditional sense of okay, all of us we, we move, you know, from our houses to a distant location to plant seeds and harvest. We can start thinking about agriculture differently. Hmm. And we can say, you know what? Okay, there's this place where we play lovely football, right? We all play football there. This field, as a team, what, why don't we generate some income? We don't need all that land for football. It's a big space. Why don't we just be creative and start growing some crops around the area? You know, okay, it's your turn tomorrow. It's my turn the day after. It's my, and we begin to tender these things, grow some crops, right? And then as a, as a collective, we take the benefit of these crops. 
if we integrate farming into our everyday lives, it enables us to bring down the cost of these things. It's because we are staying in a conventional mindset that it's their business. Oh, there must be some people called farmers. No, we can all be farmers. Small space. Yeah, I, I remember growing up, uh, we used to have a vegetable, uh, small vegetable yeah. farm at the back of the house. Precisely. You know, where we had tomatoes. Precisely. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, all of those things. So you just come and eat vegetables in particular. In particular, yeah. yeah. So you just go in there, pluck your vegetables. Pluck your vegetables. And then you cut up and you're making your soup. And you know the good thing about it? You're eating healthier. You're healthy. God bless you. You're eating healthier. Yeah. Less incidence of you going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Less government need to spend money on hospitals. Well, you see, the excuse people would say now in in very commercialized cities like Lagos yes. that there's the space. You don't. There's no space. <laughs> so you don't even have places to even build. Mm-hmm. You see the structures coming up now. They're so choked up. You know, people want to use that excuse to say. But I like the idea of the fact that you just mentioned green the greenhouse model. So that's something people would want to look at. But is that um, is that doable? Because the greenhouse, you need to learn how the, the, the farming, that farming model works. You know, is this something that people can easily take on? I know it's taking us away from our, our the company. inflation, the yes. inflation issues. No, but it actually is at the core of the inflation issue. Mm. If you go to um, journalist estates, Aripo, mm. I have a couple of friends there, a few friends there, and every single one of them plants in their garden. Every single journalist along that street has a small garden. It's not big, it's not fantastic, mm. but there is a garden. Yeah. And that garden, they go there, purple, um, vegetables, like you said, a couple of other things, you know, sweet potato, a couple of other things. They plant and they, and they use it. And so those guys are not under, it's not greenhouse, but hey, they're not under the pressure of saying, oh, I want a mango, I want a yeah. this, I'm going out there. No. And if we make it a culture, we said it's agri what? culture. We remember the agri, we forget the culture. <laughs> because, yeah, we should always remember the culture. Yeah. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about it is because um, economists give us all these numbers and we're seeing numbers in the air, mm-hmm. but it's beyond the numbers. Mm-hmm. It's actually about how we live our lives. Yeah. So, we can... So, we can live our lives in a manner in which we're conscious of feeding. We are conscious of providing food for ourselves. We're not depending yeah. on third parties for food. Mm-hmm. And let me see, let me tell you how that goes. It's most of Nigeria's sugar, 90% of sugar is imported. Wow. Imported? Yes, we import most of our sugar. So what that means is that if in a place like Brazil, sugar prices go up, mm, it would affect it will affect Nigeria. So a lot of the inflation we're talking about is actually imported. Yeah. Because most of our inputs, the prices have gone up in Europe, in Asia. Asia because of gas, mm-hmm. uh, petrol prices, mm-hmm. same thing, Latin America. So that imported inflation mm-hmm. is what we are beginning right, to experience. Inherit, inherit, yeah. But let's assume that we had a mindset of, look, you know what, we have this arrogance of doing things ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we have sugar cane. I mean, I thought I was small, I used to have a small sugar cane farm, right? So if we had sugar cane, if we had, everybody had a sugar, small sugar cane farm somewhere, and you, know, you, could want, you wanted to say sugar, although I'm not encouraging people to take sugar, but <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, it could be any other commodity. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than import, let's have places like this where you can come together. Do you know that you could do communal farming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole community can come together and say, that, okay, let's do it like this. Whatever the proceeds, it we share it. That and so in that community, mm. 
begins to feed itself. And in the old Western Nigeria, we had cooperatives, mm. right? Yeah. And these cooperatives were very useful. In fact, the cooperatives would even send people to school, university. Yeah. A lot of people went to universities through cooperatives. We all come together. We farm and we say, oh, your own son needs to go to school. Oh, what? where is he going? Oh, he's got an admission to Oxford. Oh, how much does it cost? This is, okay, the cooperative will sponsor. Or the cooperative will at least give some amount of money to support whatever you put down. And, and that's how we began to grow. Somewhere along the line, we forgot this communal sense. And that has resulted in us being vulnerable. I think it's technology, the advancement of technology. It has made us forget what it means to interact humanly. Humanly, yes. Yeah. Humanly. Yes, and so that's why inflation, inflation therefore has to be uh, something we, we don't necessarily take from the textbook perspective. Let's take it from the everyday perspective mm-hmm. of each of us adding our own quota to improving food and even other things. Mm-hmm. Food is just one aspect of it. But what about transportation? True. In fact, you just beat me to it okay. because I was going to ask you to, sh- to, you know, to shed more light on the difference between inflation and cost of living. Okay, know? that's that's a brilliant question, yeah, actually. You know. Like I said before, so inflation is talking about the average basket of goods you and I buy in the market, mm-hmm. right? That's that's just inflation, right? Now, cost of living is a broader concept. Yeah, it's a broader concept, and that's just the price. It's the cost of living refers to how much it costs you to be able to survive from day to day, which is a different concept from inflation. Yeah, yeah. Inflation is less of about uh, less about survival than it is about price. Mm. Oh, you go to the market, but cost of living is a much broader concept where you're looking at okay, school, rent, rent, Trans- transportation, medical, medicals. This, so it's about your life. Yeah. That's living. Mm-hmm. Living comes from life. So how do you cope with your life? How do you how do you ensure that you can afford the basics in life? Like I said earlier, does your, your does your take home take you home is a major concern now for most Nigerians because mm. it doesn't, you it know, doesn't. it doesn't, and 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 because of that, the cost of living has risen. Mm. And what it means also is that there's a corollary: when cost of living goes very high, standard of living declines. Absolutely. So there's an inverse relationship between the cost of living and the standard of living. So most in most times when people are talking about cost of living, they're actually referring to the fact that their standard of living has dropped. Has dropped. Mm. So I could, for instance, I could, in, in the past, I could say, oh, you know what? I want to go to a movie over the weekend. That improves my well-being because I can decompress by going to watch a nice film. In these days, I don't know when last I, 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 I've seen that happen. Nobody goes to watch anything anyway. They're too busy. <laughs> yeah, you sit down in your house. <laughs> and you perhaps, if you are lucky and you are upper middle class or middle middle class, you can't because now we have different middle classes. Mm-hmm. There's lower middle yeah. class. I'm not even class. sure that there is middle class. I, 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 I'm not sure. Agree. Yeah, it's true. So we have those situations at hand. Mm. So beyond the cost of um, the average price of baskets of food that we buy and baskets of services that we use, there is the wider concept mm. of how much does it cost us to live. Mm. So what do we do? What do we do? How do we survive? Because you see, the whole essence of it, I, I, I personally, you know, I, I know that, I mean, since COVID, there's been a whole lot of clamor around mental health. 
and in Nigeria, we it's not a conversation we truly want to have. I and I, I think it is because we have just become so resilient. Well, we we have stretched so much that we can about just take on anything. But now you hear this happened to this person, that happened to this person, and the underlying thing, you know, I mean, the 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 thing that connects everyone is. I used to be this, but I'm not this. I used to be able to afford this, but I can't. But you ask yourself, but I'm not a frivolous person. I'm a conservative person. I'm not, I don't do all that. Why am I not thriving? Or why am I not even surviving? Because thriving seems like it's far-fetched. Why am I not surviving? Mm. It's, It's really, and yet, the truth is, employers, I mean, business owners, may not even necessarily be able to increase what you take home that's that's the reality because very few of them are even strong a lot of them are struggling mm-hmm. to, you know, to survive so what do you do as an individual individuals community as a nation you know to say that okay you know what somehow cost of living has increased i'm not getting my income is barely take home how do we you know find that balance between that mental wellness, between that surviving and just, you know, being like they say, they say that um, plus or minus, just be, you just, you're not making profits, but you're not making loss. You're just there, you know. Mm. How do we find that spot? I like the word you talked about, um, balance. It's a very useful concept, balance. In life, generally, we need to always find balance, mm. right? It's 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 a life issue, balance. Um, because the economists will call it equilibrium. You know, yeah. Yes. Exactly. So it's so <laughs> so, equilibrium. Okay. Right. So, but we can call it balance. Now, the thing is here. Can you inflation-proof your life? That's the way I'll turn the question around, right? I say, can you make your life inflation-proof? Maybe not a hundred percent. It's going to be difficult. But can you reasonably make your life inflation proof? And my answer is yes. Now, how do you do that? We've answered it briefly in parts. But we said start thinking about how you can grow your own food, mm-hmm. right? That helps you have less outlay on food in the market. But that doesn't stop the fact that you have to wear trousers, you have to mm-hmm. wear you to shirts, you need to, you have to, go to and hospital. you're not you have to go to a hospital, so you're not going to solve that. But at least you've taken care of food, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Now, can I can I put a little money in some assets that matches inflation, mm-hmm. so that as inflation goes up, mm-hmm. that assets is also generating higher incomes. Are there assets like that in the system? Few, yes. There are a few assets like that in the system where, and I'll give you uh, an instance. You know, up until recently, real estate was an asset like that. Yeah. If you look at globally in the world, even though world GDP seems to have been leveling off in the past 20 years, asset values have escalated. They've risen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you find world GDP is growing increasingly slowly, but asset values in China, India, Couple of other countries in East Eastern Europe have skyrocketed. Yeah. So, can you ride that buggy train and say, okay, you know what? If asset values are actually rising, can I actually be part of that rise? 
Yes. Now, as an individual, it might be a problem. Mm. But as a collective, mm. we can. Because, for instance, yes, at Zoom, we go to somewhere like uh, Mowe, and here collectively put our resources together, buy a land there, and say, you know what? This land is our land. So everybody is an owner of the title. You have a piece of that house or that land. And then you wait a bit, and you, as inflation continues to rise, you know, it's a little money you have put aside. Yeah. You know, so yes, it first started as savings, now it becomes investment. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep it as savings, you will lose money. Yeah. Inflation yeah. will eat it up. Hmm. But if you put it in an asset that rises as inflation rises, then you are protected value. You are protected yourself. Hmm. But you may not be able to buy, or individually, you may not be able to buy that land. But collectively, we can. Because we can say, okay, this land is 500,000 naira. I can't put down 500,000 naira to go. So what do we do? Say, okay, can you put down 5,000 naira? Okay, if we put down 5,000 naira, so 500,000 naira by five, that's a hundred people. No, that's a bit too much. Then we start working it down and say, okay, I can get 25 people who can put in 20,000 20, to be able to do that. So we look for the, get, we get the 25 people, put down the 20,000, we buy the land. So as inflation goes up, if we're going to resell the land, which is a good thing, that's one asset where we'll set it at a price higher than 500,000. So even at the small level, we are. We can do certain things. Twenty thousand naira could be tough, but then again, we can't squeeze it out. Mm-hmm. And if we squeeze it out, put it together, put it into assets that rise with inflation, we have started improving our like our position. Mm-hmm. Started improving our position. It doesn't have to be land. There are other things that also rise with inflation, right? And we can pull our resources together, invest in those things, mm-hmm. right? To some extent, the equity market depends on what type of stock you want to go into. I'm not going to give you investment advisory on stocks, but <laughs> yeah, but 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 there have been some stocks that have done quite well as inflation increases, they increase. And I'll give you a heads up on it. You know, there are some companies that can easily pass their cost, their rising cost to so consumers. consumers. So look out for those companies. Look out for those companies that people because people need those products. So regardless of what it is, the, where the price goes, they, they will always buy it. So that company will always make money. So if you have your money there, so as inflation rises and they pass it on to the consumers, you're also making more money, right? So you're inflation-proofing that investment. So like I said before, it's about being able to, be, uh, to discern where value is rising in the system. Once you can discern that, then you protect yourself a bit about uh, this. Like I said, it's not 100%. I mean, we still have to buy clothes, uh, go to the hospital and things like that. But even when you talk about the hospital, why not make your food your medicine? Mm, exactly. You know, we've spoken about yeah, that before, the quality yeah. of food. Yes, yeah. because, I mean, you drink a lot of water, take good vegetables, take um, fruits. fruits and all that, and then, you know, decrease the um, quote and quote now, depending on who's who's talking <laughs> junk food, you know, and then you just sedimentary and then God bless you. That was a that's a brilliant one. Walk, mm-hmm. you know, walk, drop the car, walk. Yeah. Have those Although, of course, when you're walking, you have to be careful. Oh yeah, because safety is also an important thing these times. Mm-hmm. But then again, there are still safe spaces, yeah. and let us continue to walk. Let us continue to. Eat a lot of fruits, uh, drink a lot of water. Your number of times that the person would have gone to the hospital would perhaps reduce. And that reduces your outlay on that that area. So you're also inflation-proofing your Mm. income Mm. by keeping yourself healthy. And it doesn't, I know the good thing about it, it doesn't cost much, really. 
to keep yourself healthy, take a lot of water, take a lot of fruits. And if you can grow a few um, fruits, fruits mm-hmm. that also helps you a lot. And so vegetables. Vegetables. <laughs> grow the vegetables. It doesn't, it's, you know, look, online you learn. Most of us have access, to, even in our phones, we have access to information. information Google. Yeah. You can Google it. Google the information. You learn how to plant. Try it out. It's exciting. It's a new world. Mm. Oh, I did this, but it didn't work out. So call somebody who did it and it worked. Mm-hmm. I said, what did you do to the soil that this was in my I tried it. It didn't come out the way it is. And the guy says, okay, let me give you a few pointers. You learned something. Mm. So you're improving your knowledge. You're improving productivity. Mm-hmm. You're protecting yourself against inflation. Interesting. I never, ever thought about. I mean, the correlation between it—it's like a full cycle. Yes, certainly. Yes, yeah, that's that way it, you yes. look at it. Yeah. And I mean, if you're listening to us, I mean, these things. I mean, when we started this conversation, it looked like a bleak picture. I mean, for someone like me, it was always, oh, oh, how do I survive this day? How do I survive that? How do I survive? You know. But in retrospect, you—if if we really really think on the way forward i mean these are tips that we want to imbibe in our everyday lives and i think it is also important at this point to say that um, we must stop this mentality of being individualistic mm-hmm. we must begin to to harness our communal spirit interest that is very very key and i honestly think that that's the only chance we have at survival and even thriving we all need to help ourselves. yes we absolutely need there is i mean we've gone past that time of is me myself and i mm-hmm. it, it, it can't even work if if i mean and this thing is not just happening in nigeria so the the the, the thing is it's not a function of oh Nigeria is so shitty like some people would say and you think that if you go to America or if you go to UK it's it's a better story it's not necessarily so so these lessons these tips that we have shared today I mean this conversation is just a very robust one and I I really urge us all to from time to time to listen to this to share it you know and understand that regardless of where we are regardless of the 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 society we find ourselves with a lot of people migrating these days these are tips that you want to hold on to these are tips that you want to cultivate this is a lifestyle that you want to begin to have and um, I, I really can't thank Mr. Teslim enough, honestly, because he's a very busy person, so getting him to, to, to come to in fact uh, was, I mean, but I don't think anyone could have done better justice to this conversation than exactly. Mr. Teslim. We thank you so much for coming on and this pleasure. podcast. And, <laughs> and we look forward to having you again, again. and I again. <laughs> Well, it was a real pleasure talking to you ladies. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Please check us out at um, www.proshafoundation.com. Like we said earlier, we would um, really love to hear from you. If you have questions or you have um, just um, something you would like to share with us, we're open to you know hearing from you. Info at proshafoundation.com. And then you can also um, follow, like, retweet, and um, you know, spread the word on our social media platforms at Proshare FDN in caps. FDN in caps. Please, we look forward to meeting 
you know, meeting you, yes, and um, walking the journey of financial wellness with you until we come again to your, I don't know, space. to your space, yes. Um, keep, um, keep, keep these tips, you know, keep leaving these tips and um, be well. All right, bye.